is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode three of The Black Heron. Uh, If you would like to get early access to all of these episodes a whole month in advance, then you can by visiting either mine or Rachel's uh, Patreon. And you can find me over on patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. The book of the week that we couldn't decide (laughs) at the end of the episode, we have now made our decision and we are going to read How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. So uh, she is also the host of the How to Fail podcast, one of my absolute faves. So I highly recommend you go and listen to that. And if you'd like to read the book uh, along with us and see what we think, then you can. And you're welcome to like DM us both uh, and let us know what you think. And I will also include a link to that in the show notes. Hello. (laughs) Hello. It's so nice to see your face. (laughs) See yours too. How are you? Goodness. I have been a bit shit. But I am yeah. better now. I'm finally starting to get better, but it's been a rough month. I just had the the hits kept on coming. I had a I was sick and then I got antibiotics and then I got better for three days and then I got sicker. And then I had a full body rash reaction to all the antibiotics and had to go to urgent care and got more antibiotics and I'm still on those. But Oh my god! Fever's finally gone, and I finally feel like myself. And I have been at the desk for three days, so that is good. Good, good. but I did lose some time, and I hate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. We can't talk about that because it makes me itchy even thinking about it. So I feel terrible for you that you lost time. Like I really, <laughs> it like hurts my soul for you. Um, the, yeah, the achiever just you are like, better. Yeah, dies. The achiever goes <laughs> dies dies. Yeah. And actually, you have to Triple. kill. You have to kill Achiever. And there was a point in there where I was like, I actually have to move my classes and I've never had to move my classes before and I moved them. And then one of my students wrote to me, a student and a friend, uh, Mona wrote to me and said, um, why don't you unhook your soul from the tethers of responsibility? And I was like, I, w- I am unhooking my soul. Stat. I, that is what I am doing. And it really, for the next like three or four days, I laid in bed and I thought my, my soul is unhooked to the tethers of responsibility. It's I'm just lying here watching Selling Sunset. That's what I'm doing. Oh, my wife is obsessed with that show. Literally it's obsessed. It's horrible and I'm obsessed. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really good pleasure. It's good stupid viewing too, because yeah. you're just like, oh, all these houses look the same. I don't care. Would I like to look at another pool and another pretty face? Yes. Why not? Why not? It's literally like catnip. It's like guilty pleasure yeah. watching catnip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I really like it. Um, how about you? How have you been this last month? I've been pretty good. I it so I'm working on this new uh timetabling so that I'm working basically six half terms a year in line with the school calendar mm-hmm. because trying to work quarterly was just crushing my soul because there'd be like school holidays and then everything would get fucked up and I would yeah. like think that I had more time than I did and so I just like uh, one of my friends was like, why don't we work in septiles? And I was like, septiles? That's fucking genius. Let's work in septiles. So now I'm working in septiles and it has literally revolutionized everything. I'm like driving harder than I've ever driven to meet the deadline, which is 
unusual because usually the self-imposed deadline doesn't always work. I'm always internally driven to get the work done, but I don't always adhere to my own deadline. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's not really my deadline. It's my son's deadline. Yeah, so I will meet it because Can I want to meet it for him. To us again, who, who don't do this kind of school schedule, is it six weeks on, two weeks off? Is that how it works? Not or? quite. So um, there's three terms a year. Okay. And so the first term, and each of those three terms is broken in half, but none of the terms are uniform numbers of weeks. So some are eight, <laughs> some are six, some are seven. Like no it's I'm very confused. frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically September to December is term one. Uh, January to wherever Easter is, is term two. And then after the Easter break, it's then until usually the second week in July for like 19th 20th we usually break up in July so then obviously like there's a six week break and I will work a bit in the summer holidays because I can't not work at all um but like I'm just really sick of like not being present at work or at home or anywhere at any point because I'm trying to do too many things so I'm like well I work for myself, so let's just stop this nonsense. So that's, yeah. And I think that is genius. I'm actually jealous for the first time of not having a child (laughs) that I could drive my own writing patterns around. Cause I'm sure that's the, you know, that's the the hardest part of having a child is the primary benefit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Children are easy. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, and I'm writing. What do you tell tell us what you're writing if you want to? So I'm writing the secret pen name book and like I am writing hard and fast and I fucking love it. Like I've written 46,000 words in 12 days, which is oh, great for me. That's for why? me. That's amazing. Which yeah. is great. I would say for anyone. That is <laughs> well, you know, some people can write ridiculously like- fast. <laughs> so yeah like I'm and now what what stage of it is this still kind of uh, a lot of skeletoning or are you really in the draft no this is so normally I skeleton I'm I haven't I've I've gone in a different way and I went from like my my post-its literally this is the extent of my outline and I've just that is not for for those who can't see it that is (laughs) that is not much of an outline no it's not (laughs) but there's lots in my brain wow like I go to bed every night and I like ask my intellection a question and I'm like what happens not not what happens next because I have I feel the story like I I I I know the arc I know what kind of needs to happen and also I'm writing to a very specific trope so it makes it a lot easier because there are key beats you have to hit Mm -hmm. that's a whole different and this is the other weird thing for the first time this is like but 18, 19, something like that. I'm writing linearly. I've literally never written linearly in my life. What, like, what the fuck? So many changes. It's like, it's like I'm a different what person. What did you anyway. unlock? I don't know. I literally <laughs> don't know. It's like somebody put 50p in me and unleashed the beast. <laughs> but what I'm getting from you too, and from like your whole affect is that you're enjoying it. Is that right? Oh my God. I am like, it is like, I am like, Bat shit crazy high, like so oh. high as a kite. I'm so and and like I'm 
like I go to the gym like four or five times a week, like because I'm doing boot camp and that makes me high off the endorphins. And so I write more in the afternoons than in the mornings. And like, I'm just, I'm in a good place right now. And I haven't been in a good place for a really long time. So yeah, I'm happy. But anyway, enough about me. I Tell love me hearing stuff. this. Oh my God. No, 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 no. I love, <laughs> I absolutely love hearing all of this. Wow. That is so cool. So what is yeah. your proposed, like, what is your proposed end date? When would you like to get it finished? And what's the next step? Where, where would revisions so live? The 28th of September. Yeah, today, gonna, yes. Yes, today it's the 28th of September. I'm going to finish it by the 7th of October. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. And then I'm going to finish my first round of edits by the 21st of October. I know, I know. But this is this is what the right goal and the right deadline does for somebody who's number one competition, right? Like and right then, goal, you know, right it, deadline, and also right book, right book. I think that's that's huge too. Yeah, it is. And also, I have worked really hard to clear my sh- my schedule. So yeah. you know, I I don't have any more presentations to do. I I have an audio book that is that I am falling behind on, but you know. <sighs> What are you going to do? You well, got to, it, something yeah. exactly, you know, like yeah. it will get done. Um, but, you know, I'm not doing a lot else other than wording, gymming and doing the absolute core things that need to be done for the podcast and freelance. That's it. Like everything else is just pure words. That's why I can get it done, I think. But yeah. Those are my happiest times in terms of being a writer is when I'm just doing the core writing. That is, that's what I live for. That is what I'm always trying to get back to right you know? it's, like it's so why is it so hard for us to get to that place I don't know I don't know and then when we're in it it's so good you know why it's hard because it's just so much other stuff to do there really is so much other stuff that needs to get done in a career mm. um we don't have full you know I don't have a full-time assistant doing everything else for me answering all my email and and no one could do the teaching, you know, but me and no one could do our podcasts, but us. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. I am. I'm looking forward to falling into that soon. Yeah. I just, I think I always underestimate how much everything else, like how much time everything else takes. And it is like, I don't know. I think like the dream doesn't really exist. It's just yeah. in temporary, like, you know, like transient periods where you get to live the dream. And then the rest of the time is the fucking grind. Like, you know, it is. <laughs> it's Truer true. words. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. The only time I can forestall, well, no, I can't forestall. For, yeah, I, the, there are sometimes when I'm super busy doing other things like teaching. And I will say this has to be a deep work writing slash revision time. And if I schedule in like three hours a day of deep work with no interruptions, and I don't do anything else. I don't answer email. I'm just paying attention to the the, the top things. Then I can stack things. Um, but I really have to, I have to be so conscientious. And if I don't plan the week at the beginning of the week, it's done. I'm toast. That's, yeah. that's it. See, that's the bit that I haven't mastered yet with this new, and to be fair, this is term one. This is yeah. half term one, you know, so I'm not yeah. going to have mastered it. But that stacking is what I really need to get to because I get a bit obsessive and then I'm like, I'm doing nothing other than words <laughs> and like nothing else exists. Like I I have like 70,000 WhatsApps that I need replying to, you know, like I'm just like everything is dead to me except this book. So yeah, like I need to manage, I need to be better at that. But, you know, I, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. This is only half term one. I can give myself a break. Um, 
so what so what I wanted to know is what comes next for you because I know that you handed in your book and the copy edits and you gave like certain amount of time to your agent so like what is next on train so next is so I just finished up my um three months of classes yesterday so that means I can dive back into like more deep work, which is going to be awesome. And also I really want to, uh, in the next three months do an evergreen course of 90 days to done, which I will not offer in January as a, the VIP masterclass. I will just do it as an evergreen course like for like half the price. And I'm going to see how that goes. So that is a, that's a major goal, um, for the, for this quarter. Cause I'm still, I'm still working in quarters. Septile is such a yeah. better word, such a better <laughs> word. Um, but so my agent currently has the memoir, which she has had forever, forever. And you know what? That's fine. Like she can have it for as long as she needs. She needs to get these first three chapters back to me and then I will revise them and she will submit them on um, a proposal to traditional publishing houses. And if it doesn't go anywhere, great. And I don't know when that's going to happen. That's fine. Um, I gave her the seven miracles, the, the paranormal women's fiction. And I said, you can have I think I said like eight weeks with it because, or six weeks with it, because I go to the States on Tuesday, it's um, mm. Friday where I am as we record. So I go to the States for three weeks. So I can't do anything. I'm not gonna, I am on vacation. I may do some fun writing, writing, but I'm not going to think about it. But then um, I'm going to, when I get back, I think I really may want to just say to her, like, I, I, th- <laughs> I think maybe when, when thinks, do you get back? I get back October 22nd. Okay, so it's a bit, it's a long trip. It's a really nice long trip. Yeah, it's the first time we've gone back since we moved. And um, and at that point, when I get back, I need to decide if I, if I, if I shock the hell out of her by saying, okay, you've had your time with it and now I'm going to self-publish it. Because I don't think she really thinks I will do that. I think she really, you know, I said, I want you to read this and submit it to Amazon publishers only. And she goes, okay, I'll read it. And maybe we'll submit to Berkeley and, you know, the other Penguin Random House imprints. And I was like, oh no, I don't think you get it. I want to do self-pub or I want to try the Amazon imprint experiment or nothing. That's it. Uh, So at that point I may take it back. But the thing to answer your question, the thing I'm really excited about working on next is the 90 days to done book, which has got 40 or 50,000 words in it. Um, and that'll go along with the evergreen course. And I've got some new tools and stuff to put in there. And I want to make sure that it is um, like this 13 week course that you could either do with just the book or with the evergreen course. And that I think is going to be my goal and focus for these three months of not teaching. So in a way, or like really it's only two months in a week, right? Cause I'll be on vacation. Um, so in a way I could, there's, there's part of me too, that just would, would leave both books with my agent and she can sit on them for as long as she wants, because as long as, <laughs> as long as they're off my desk, as long as I don't have them, why don't I work really hard on the 90 days to done, which is something that I really want to do. What do you think about that plan? Yeah, I think that's brilliant because I, I am like, well, I assume that this is, this is the reason that you say it because the minute it comes back to me, it becomes my responsibility. Yes. And so then it's, then it's um, either a burden or a project or a thing that requires my attention. And it would require me to do the CEs, which I've already, I've already, uh, you know, got the CEs back. So I would have to do them. And then I would do the audio book and then I would do the production and then I would do the, you know, covered all the, well, actually I already have the cover, but um, all the things. And as long as she has it, it is off my desk. It is not mine. So I can pretend. And so there, so there's a pride part of me, an ego part of me that wants to tell her, give me my book back. 
And that's a stupid, that's a stupid part of me. There's no hurry to get this book out in the world. It's done. It's good. I can put it up whenever I want. Like I don't, I'm not hurting for money at the moment. Um, so if I can get over my ego and it's not even ego, it's control issues. That's what it is. I want people to do what I want them to do when I want them to do it. And if I can set that control issue aside and just accept she is where she is, she's busy and I can do my thing with my exciting project. Yeah. Do you have a sense of what you're going to do fiction-wise? Because will that next book, second book, whatever, will that impact what you do with the first book? So, like, for example, if you were going to do a similar book in a similar genre, sitting on it and waiting for a little bit longer actually isn't such a bad thing because then you'd you'd be able to release book one whilst book two was on pre-order, you know? Yeah. So then there's like the marketing aspect. So yeah. Do you know what you're going to do next? I do not know. It would depend on whether she sold it to a traditional publisher and whether they wanted like a multi-book deal right now. My heart says Fox series. And I just want, I mean, I want that to be a standalone. Um, but if, you know, the right money came at me. You know, if I put it into KU, publish it, put it in KU and it just blows up. Would I consider doing a second book? Of course I would, because I'm not dumb. Um, and then I would, then I could add a pre-order, but, but as of now, I'm not even really thinking about it. Okay. Cause even yeah. if you did standalones that were all branded or connected by theme or genre, or, you know, because even if you did that, that would be a reason for sitting on it for longer, at which yeah. point letting your agent have it for longer it's not about it. It, about, it's a it doesn't point. hurt. Yeah. It, so knowing exactly. what the next move is with the fiction might help you decide what to do with it and whether you really need to take it back from her yeah. or whether you're, whether, whether just trying to control a little bit of you yeah. wants to take it back. Yeah. Or a lot of it, like 98% <laughs> yeah. of my bloodstream yeah. is made of control. So it's actually good practice. And actually, this is something that I hadn't remembered that I was thinking about since the last time we talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I could get so much in my workaday routine where I am. I think both you and I have this, that we just make things happen. We make them happen. Yes. We make them happen. And when we can't make them happen. No, I don't I understand. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, do you see it not computing? Am I like, there's just smoke, smoke in my, in, in yeah. my brain. It's like, I don't know what, what does that mean? So it's good practice. So yeah, I'm, ex I'm, but I'm really excited to do the 90 days to done book. I just, you know, and to, and I'm loving being on TikTok and giving the little writing tips and, and going hard on that. It's just been kind of joyous. Not kind I love of joyous, it. it's been I love really it. joyous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, TikTok is such a, oh, I just don't know about TikTok. I, I did start <laughs> and then I stopped because I have nothing to promote. And I know yeah. that, um, you know, there is an argument for trying to do the slow growth, but actually I find it a bit grueling if I can't, if there's nothing too. there to be, I can't do it until there's something there that I can point people to, you know, I don't even have the reader magnet done yep. yet. So for me, I definitely am not swearing TikTok off and I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I probably will go back there, but it just has to be the right strategic choice at the right time. And right now, the best thing for me to do because I can write fast is get the fucking books done. Like yeah. Bang, 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 one, two, three, get a reader magnet done and then think, you know, more about, um, or not. Yeah, I'm trying to think about marketing now, but you know, you know what I mean? Like this, then splitting this, my time to those other things. This makes me think of the question that you asked me on our um, chat on Marco Polo, which was, 
do and I and I kind of avoided answering it because I just wanted to talk about it here. Um, you asked me, do you need an external goal in order to do something? Oh yeah. I Why do don't you that. answer that? Because I, 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 I believe I know the answer for both of us, but please. <laughs> so the reason I asked this is because I was doing Taekwondo and have been doing Taekwondo for like four years. And I was super close to getting my black belt, like only two exams away from oh getting my, my black belt. Oh my lord! Like six months, literally six, six, eight months away from getting my black belt. April was when I would have got it, um, and I quit. And I quit for a multitude of reasons. One, because I was sick and tired of being called fat and uh, unfit. And yeah, seriously, like it was a lot. And and two, because um, I felt like I was not being trained uh, to be the best that I can possibly be. And obviously that's really important to me. Um, and the the first club that I joined as an adult what, had a very different environment. And I just felt uh, like I fit there a lot, a lot better than I do necessarily here. Anyway, so in quitting, it caused me to spiral because my whole mm. um, sort of sports ethos had been charging towards this black belt. That was the goal. Mm. Yes, I was doing Taekwondo because I love sports and I love um, martial arts in particular, but I wanted the black belt. And it was unfinished business for me because I had started Taekwondo as a teenager and quit partway through uh, because I had a misogynistic instructor. So mm. anyway. I have been doing boot camp in order to up my fitness for Taekwondo. And then when I quit, I was like, oh, what am I doing boot camp for? Why am I doing that? Except that I really enjoy it and I love it. And, um, you know, uh, I've, I'm, I haven't lost huge amounts of weight, but I've lost eight centimeters on my waist and like my clothes aren't fitting and all kinds of stuff, you know? Um, but I was like, but why am I doing it? What is my purpose here? Why am I coming? Like, should I, should I stop? Should I stop this too? Like, you know, and it just spiraled and on and on and on. And I was like, do we need to have a goal for all of the things? Can we just do it for enjoyment? I don't know. I am the worst person to ask because my brain <laughs> says, yes, we need a goal. We absolutely need to go. I am t- I, my, my, no, that's what my, that's what my, my soul says. My intellect, my brain says, of course we don't. We need to do things that we enjoy because we enjoy them. And that is, that adds to our happiness as human beings. That adds to who we are. Um, and I don't know how to do it. I do not know how to do it. We talk a lot about it in like, you know, fiber arts and knitting or spinning or whatever I'm doing. Um, There are the process knitters and the product knitters. You know, some people are process knitters because they just love the feel of the wool in their hands and the needles and the, no, I want a sweater. I want a sweater and I I want it the day after I start it. Like I was about to say, isn't the goal always like the jump or the the item of clothing? I didn't even think that there could be another type of knitting. That's I would say fifty percent of knitters or more are just like, no, I don't care. You know, that's why they knit scarves forever. They don't care. They don't care. They just want the feeling of it. And I do not understand that as a way to live. And I wonder if it's a product of our high competition or, yeah. or what, but um, I, I don't know if I told you this story, but there, <laughs> there's this, oh, there was this horrible thing. I hope they don't have it anymore, but it was called the presidential fitness exam in the States. And you had to pass it in at some point in early high school. 
And one of it was to run a mile. And I, the stupid coach made me try three times and I could never do it in the under, um, I think you had to do it in under 10 minutes, which is, I still can't do that. Uh, and I never did it. And he finally was just like, oh, you failed, but I'm going to pass you because I had to pass this test. And then I never ran another step until I saw a sign that said, run the AIDS marathon in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I was like, oh, I think I'll run a marathon. And I signed up. And I had not, and I was like 34 and I had not run since that fateful day in high school. And then I ran, I did two marathons, three half marathons and a bunch of five K's. And then, but if I wasn't training for a race, I would not run. And yeah. I like running and I, I, I actually enjoy doing it, but I wouldn't do it without a goal. Yeah, it's so, and it, the thing is, it has to be the right goal as well for me. Like, it can't just be any old girl. Like, because so she, like the instructor was like, oh, well, why don't we do a base um, test for you to like see how many reps you can do of this, this and this. And then in like three months time, we'll do another one. And I was like, eh, like, eh, I'm not sure. Like, that doesn't feel like a super goal. Ellie, all hail. Um <laughs> changed my mindset a little bit about it um mm. and gosh she's a fucking genius that woman but she was <laughs> like um have you got like data tracking your word counts and I was like yeah Ooh. and she was like what's your output like after boot camp and I was like <laughs> loads better and she was like mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god <laughs> I just got goosebumps I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I will do anything. I'm going to have a child so that I can get on the yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Exactly. Exactly. Seriously. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah. we're locked on now. That's it. This is us forever. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just keep going to boot camp until like I am boot camp. Um, how do you yeah. track your words? Um, I use Ellie's spreadsheet. <laughs> she does every year. So um, it's a spreadsheet and um, I put, she has a right plan, something, something, something in there. And so what it doesn't matter what your metrics are as long as, so you could put hours spent in the chair mm -hmm. if you prefer, or you can put word counts. So I put word counts in. And then I also, cause I write in O-Write and I'm often doing sprints. I'll be like, I got this many in an hour and I got this many in this hour later. Um, cause there's like a section. And then in the annual, there's like annual stats. So I know like which days I write the most words on and which days I'm most productive. I know which months I've written more, which months I've edited more. There is so much fucking data. So it's amazing. It's literally like competition crack pennies for me. Um, but she redoes it and she gives it to the community for free. It's like her gift back to the community. And she redoes it every. Um, I did not know uh, this. I can't wait for it. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I can. I'll. I'll. I'll yeah. Ask her. I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'll ask her next. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's phenomenal, phenomenal. There's so much data. And I, but I have always tracked. I used to just write it on a calendar, a literal mm -hmm. physical calendar. Um, but apparently that's com competition because <laughs> we like to track things <laughs> to know our improvement, I suppose. I love, I have tried all of the things. I like the Jamie Raintree tracker, um, but I'm really loving Pacemaker. Have you ever used Pacemaker? Oh, I have it's a friend so that loves good. Pacemaker. I it's can't so get into good. it. It's, really? it's, it's not 
it's not intuitive. It's a little bit kludgy in terms of like the build of it. Mm. But what I really, really like is for the rejiggering. Like I can go in and I'm going to put like on this day, I want to work half as much because I'm teaching on this day. I'm going to be out of town. Oh, I'm going to change this. I'm going to work half, half of this day. And it's, and it continually does this for both writing and revision. So it always tells you exactly where you need to be. And I normally track words in another spreadsheet too, because I like a spreadsheet, but in terms of looking ahead and can I make my deadline? What do I need to do to rejigger to get there? It does it all seamlessly instead of me, you know, the way I've always done it, which is like I've got you know 14 more days and I need the X amount of words and revised and I'm good. I do the math right here. It does it for you, and it will mm. also let you. It will also let you pace yourself on days that you just don't have the same amount of time. Is that part of the paid subscription? Oh, it might be because that I might tried be why it. I've never. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I tried it and I saw what it could do and I gave them the money and I would give them the money again in a heartbeat because it's so good and so useful. Yeah. I always felt like it was telling me what to do. (laughs) And that's where you and I are different because I, I am competitive, but I also want someone to tell me what to do. Just, just. Oh yeah. No, nobody can tell me shit. You are. This is a command though, right? OG rebel. You are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a rebel bone. I do. I, I really don't. Like it just, I'm sure you do. Just, I mean, probably <laughs> I'm a full-time you writer. We moved do. to New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Blue hair right now. Blue hair, <laughs> gay. Okay. There's some, yeah. there's some rebellious tendencies, but yeah, I want things. I, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to think too much. I want to show up. Also, I'm one of those people who, oh, I wonder if you do this. Like if I have a goal of 2000 words for the day, <laughs> when I hit like 2001, I am done. Even if I am flying, like I am going, like this is the easiest it's ever flowed. 2001, gotta walk. I'm up, I'm out. Oh, wow. No, no, I shut it down. No, no, See, that's not I, me. I would, I would love to be one of those people who just like get caught in the flow and keep going. I do. I, I, I feel like I was 6K the other day and I was like, you know, we still have another hour. I'm going to get 8K. And then, so I just kept going uh, until I got 8K. So and that was like, that was, that was the end of it. And then I was like, yeah, I have to do it. I have to do it now. I've said it like, this is the goal. This is the intention. I just, yeah, I had to hit it. <laughs> Even though like by like 7,850 words, I was like, oh, 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 it's so hard, you know? You did 8,000 in a day. I uh, I did 8,000 Monday and 8,000 Tuesday. Uh, and you could still speak English by the end of the night. Well, probably um, not. I, I've struggled today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote 7,000 7, something on Friday and then eight Monday, Tuesday. And then uh, normally Wednesday is one of my highest productivity days. But today I couldn't do anything. So I've swapped. I did all my podcasting today. Ah, yeah. So that tomorrow I can go back at it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to have one talking day when I like, I, I call it the talking day. And it's usually Thursday for me, which it is here. But I thought it was yes. Friday earlier. It's Thursday here. Um, and I talk all day. And this is when I do all yeah. my appointments. And this is when I do my podcasting. This is, and then, and then the other days I don't have to talk. There's no talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same for me. Normally it is always yeah. Thursdays, all my meetings, all the interruptions, yeah. all the admin, all of the stuff gets squeezed into a Thursday. It's weird. Lots of people pick Thursday for that day. I have heard this just recently on a couple of different podcasts, people saying like my word count falls on Thursdays. I don't do a yeah. lot on Thursdays. So I do other things on Thursdays. I think we're just tired. We, we, work, <laughs> we work our asses off Monday through Wednesday. And we're like tired. And then Friday is always cool because, you know, Saturday and Sunday are coming. And I do not work on the weekends. 
I just don't. No, um, no. I wish I, I, I wish I had that drive to do that. Do you work on the weekends? I try incredibly hard not to. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but it's not, yeah, it's not a, it's like, it's like a 95% no rule, but there are some things that are I told you I was struggling for words, unavoidable, um, (laughs) that have to get done. And sometimes I I do, but I try not to do it. Like when the kid's awake, I try to do it in the evenings or, you know, like, yeah. So I do try not to. Um, should we talk about the book that we read? Yes, let's do it. It was Morgana Best. Oh my God, what's it called? I don't know because I put it back on my shelf. Stop Making called. Others Rich. Is that right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Stop Making Others others Rich. Now I'm catching your uh, disease um, by Morgana Best. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, so I thought it was very instructive very comprehensive and I kind of wish that I had been doing it alongside it it feels more like one of those books that you need to read as you're doing the task um because I did find there were a couple of chapters that I skimmed because I just was like you know I'm not this is not relevant for me right now um so yeah I sort of think there is a timing to read that book um it definitely made me excited I like sort of found myself a bit pepped up by the end I was like yeah yeah yeah, list all the so, things. Exactly. And then I was like, wow, reality. <laughs> <laughs> so the logline of this book for people who haven't heard of it is um, using, uh, setting yourself up to sell your books and products to people directly, which I do, honestly, she has convinced me and I I believe this for a while anyway, that that is the way of the future that we need to be doing. That is what we need to be doing. And there's this line in the beginning that I um, highlighted uh, with a store, you get customers, obvious, maybe not. People buying from the retailers are not your customers. They are customers of the retailer. And that was probably the most important line of the book to me. Like every single book that I've ever sold on a retailer, which is every single book I've ever sold in my life, those people are customers of Amazon, of Kobo, of Barnes and Noble. They are not my customers. I have no way to retarget them. I have no way to sell to them. Um, the retailer is always getting the, the biggest cut of the pie. The publisher is not even getting the biggest cut. The retailer is, and then the publisher and then me. And to get them and keep them is something that is so exciting to me. So she really pushes Shopify, which I have already bought into. I have drunk that Kool-Aid. Did I tell you that I set up a Shopify store? No. Yeah. I, I, I Based I, off of this book? No, I did it before. I did it after oh, okay. um, she was doing the podcast rounds and I heard her on a couple of shows. So I set one up after listening to Katie Cross, I think on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I did was I got the free like two week trial or whatever. And I did not up with them then. I didn't pay like the minimum payment to hold it, but I did get the URL. So I have rachelheronbooks.com. And it's like, so I don't know, $15 a year or something like that. And I started to build it. And if you went there now, it wouldn't be live because I haven't made anything live, but I'm, you know, been working on the logo and, and putting books on it and working on the theme and kind of playing with these things. And it is super plug and play. It's really nice to do. And I am going to... I'm going to concentrate on it for my nonfiction. I'm going to put Fast Draft Your Memoir up there. That will be the first thing that goes up there and the workbook uh, and the audio. So I can kind of do all three things. I can play with that and like bundling it. And then 90 Days to Done will be up there. 90 Days to Done will go up there, I think, one month before it goes on all the other retailers. Um, So that'll give me a place. And then eventually I want to start moving over books that are mine, like, you know, some of the romances, uh, but 
It is super time and intensive. You, it is. Are you going to put that all under one shop or are you going to yes. have... Right. Okay. I'll put okay. it under one shop and then I'll just break it up into nonfiction and fiction below. Um, but honestly, I don't know, maybe the fiction will wait because I, I didn't, I don't know if I told you this, but I am trying the, uh, KU experiment. I am, I moved six in a series of romance series, my first romance series over to KU this week. And I've never been in KU. So, um, and I've been, I've been my grind lately. So I have this little thing in my bullet journal, which is, uh, gr- I, I want to grind one hour every afternoon where I just do something that needs to get done and doesn't take like all the brain cells. It doesn't take all the writing brain cells. So what I've been doing for the last week or two um, when I've been feeling okay is optimizing those first six books with a plus content, which is, you know, the, um, the little graphic, the graphic stuff that you can put on the Amazon page. I uh, redid the interiors. I redesigned the blurb. I, do you know that I hit the Holy grail in publishers, a rocket publisher rocket? So I'm going to tell you this because only people who are super deep into like publishing stuff, listen to us anyway. So they're already, they're out, they're already going hard. So uh, for people who don't know, do you use publisher rocket? Yeah. Okay. Publisher rocket is a place where you can go in and search for keywords. You can search for um, competitive titles. You can see what they're doing, what they're selling, how much they're making. Um, Yeah. That data is not wildly accurate though. It's not wildly accurate, but it's not wildly off. And I know that because I compare my own books to it. Okay. I'm like, oh, it does yeah, say that I made dollar, awesome uh, $9 <laughs> last month. And that's about accurate. Um, okay, okay, it is quite off for you. That's good to know. It was for me when I last yeah. checked. I haven't checked for about three months, but it was really off for me. But when it says that somebody's making $10,000 a month on a book, they're probably I, making yeah. at least 5K, right? Like yeah. <laughs> they're making so a lot I, of money but, on it. Yeah, the people I think who are making, I think the more you make, the more accurate maybe the data becomes. Oh, I don't know. I think so. Like, I think if you're in like the tens, twenty, hundred thousands yeah. for like individual books, I think the data becomes slightly more accurate. But like, that makes sense. when you're making hundreds or like a few thousand, I don't know if it's wildly accurate. That makes total <clears throat> but, sense. Yeah. So what I was using it for was to re-up these keywords, which I had not rethought in you know, years, years. Uh, I got the first three books of the series back, but I already owned the second, the fourth and the fifth. So I had done the keywords work for that. And then when I got the first three books, we just threw them up and didn't think about them. And I was searching keywords and keywords on publisher rocket will show like how many searches there are for this keyword a month. And it will show how saturated it is. So if you were to use a keyword, like romantic comedy, it's going to be, you know, 4,000 searches on Amazon a month or more. And it's going to be 98% saturating because that's, it's just, it's a very, it's, and I just kept looking for things. I kept looking for things. And I was, and I, I got rom-com spicy, which is what my books are, which doesn't fit in with anything. Cause most rom-coms are not spicy. There are like 12,000 searches a month on Amazon. And it was 11% saturated. Ah, oh my God. That is Holy a killer grill. keyword. You should get rom-com keyword. spicy and spicy <laughs> rom-com. What's that? You should have, no. Uh, no, you know, there's like seven, seven people listening to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're not writing spicy rom-com. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah so, yeah. yeah. so that was exciting. All that, that optimization has me giddy. Yeah. I'm trying to understand the difference between steamy and spicy. Because apparently there's a difference and they're not the same. Oh dear. I wonder if mine is spicy or steamy. I think mine is spicy. Mine is everything shown, every detail, ins, outs, moisture levels. Uh, No, not usually. 
no okay no i don't so i i'm still unclear because um i was led to believe that kinky meant spicy oh no but but there's steamy steamy books that aren't kinky that are called spicy so i don't i i don't know if it's a language thing yeah yeah because i've asked a few people and i get different definitions (laughs) So I'm still not clear what the what the difference is. And I think if it's like full on page sex, you can probably use the words interchangeably. But like yeah. if somebody listening has a actual uh, textbook definition, yes. I would really like it. So if you're one of the seven people, please, please <laughs> message me <laughs> with a textbook definition. I like that we're both forgetting that we're going to push this out on our podcast, our, our main our main podcast. In my head, it's just Patreon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's not. It's tens of thousands no. of people. Hello. Don't use spicy rom-com. It's a terrible idea. No, it's a brilliant <laughs> idea. No, I'm just telling because them. That's... I'm telling them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. no, but, you know, I, I, I've spilled those beans. And I even use it in the A-plus content. Like, so the A-plus content, the little graphic thing oh, for Abigail Shop, you know, it said those are the biggest words in there because if somebody has put those in, it's also in the metadata. It's also in the the, the blurb. Um, just doing all that optimization just makes me feel like I'm giving it the best possible chance of success in KU. So all of that long-winded thing to say that I won't put um, a bunch of stuff on the Shopify store yet. So going back to her, oh, yes, yes, she has such granular details and granular oh God, information so yeah. Um, yeah. that when I was just skimming before we talked today, I was like, oh my God, I highlighted so many bits that I had 100% forgotten about. Like turn yep. on PayPal micropayments and you'll yes, get it. Yes, I still haven't no, that. I wasn't like to do this. <laughs> Not even that hard to do. <laughs> it's I, it didn't even make it on a list. It just got a highlight. <laughs> yeah, it got, yeah, yeah. No, but like I actually think on my to-do list was take notes from the book <laughs> and put it into a list. <laughs> and that didn't get done. <laughs> there's a lot of notes. Yeah, but for people who are interested in selling their books direct to consumers, it is the book that you want right next to you as you're taking the steps. So where yes, are you is. in thinking about this and your workflow? Well, I've had direct sales for years. Um, How do you run them? I don't really put in. Like uh, what What platforms are you running them on? Uh, on my website, just using WooCommerce. So okay. I have had, yeah. So I've had them for a long time and then I had, um, paperbacks for a while, but it was me shipping them because I hadn't really integrated like, because, well, they didn't have it. Cause I mean, literally I've yeah. had it for years. Wow. Um, and That's they didn't have this, that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I did a, um, a pre-order paperback run for the side characters book. And there were so many paperback sales that um, I had to get help packing and shipping and like, yeah, because I couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't oh, like there my were idea like of thousands. How I, I hate posting anything ever. It's, yeah, it was terrifying, but there was like a plug-in with the Royal Mail where it would like print, spit out the correct postage oh. because I'd put in the weight of the package. So it was, it was quite clever and it, you know, so it didn't make it too hard, but it was like, you know, I, we made the books, we wrapped them all in tissue paper and I bought a branded wax seal and purple and it had my initials Cute. and like, there was like stuff we put in and, you know, so I made it like, you know, nice, uh, but it took a long fucking time. So I needed some help with that. Um, And then I took all of the paperbacks off because actually keeping the stock and like, I just don't, I don't sell enough paperbacks via the website 
to warrant it. Um, And so now I tend to only sell when I put a sale on um, or like I get the odd sale here or there. So to spend 30 quid a month doesn't seem logical to me. However, I say that and the real takeaway that I took from the book was, well, if you want to sell direct, then you make your marketing plan sell direct and you do direct first, right? Because then you bring your readers and that's the expectation that you set up. So I was like, okay, that's, that's, that is a really valid point. And I, and I was like, that is true. And I am not doing that. I am sending my readers out. Although I do try to put the buy direct link first now, like in my newsletter, but it's not like I'm doing a big campaign or anything. So I was like, well, if I do that, then then maybe maybe I will just restructure everything. But like I need one of the half terms to like do all the business <laughs> stuff and all yes. the optimizing and, you know, all that stuff and record courses and all this stuff. So the other thought that I had upon reading the book um, she made the point that if you have your own author website, then the cost of hosting an author website is not that dissimilar to hosting a Shopify store. So it did make me think, well, maybe I don't set up a website, so so to speak, for the new pen name. Maybe I just set up the Shopify store Absolutely. and have my mailing list. Yes. on there and a page about me and that's yeah. it and, that, and that's can, how we start i love that idea what a direct and clean perfectly clean place to start that's yeah, fantastic so that, yeah. yeah and i was thinking i would just train people to go there and in, you know as a as a as a first point of call so but so yeah that that's kind of the where i'm at with it i liked what she said about at the back of her books you know like when you're going to buy the next book she puts oh, the yes. link to the Shopify, you know, to her page. And then on that yeah. page, she puts the other vendor links, which of course slows a purchaser down, right? We don't want to ever not, yeah. you know, we don't want to give them two clicks, but the time that we might give them two clicks is when we're bringing them to our page. And, and she just, training I loved her mindset. Yeah. Like she just had it right. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just completely approaching this all wrong. And, and not in a bad way, just in that this is the way that, you know, we've, been brought up in the industry and there's you know and I just wasn't taking the time to stop and look outside the box and that's what her book yes. does and I, that's what I loved about it um so yeah I loved that she made me go oh wait a minute which rules should I be breaking you know <laughs> there are just so yeah. many complex ideas to break down but you just said something that um that made me think that maybe these, these, so I'll have like nine weeks between classes to do, you know, the book and the evergreen course, but that, that, you know, now I'm adding something else to do in those nine weeks, but I could be doing that kind of optimization, that kind of thought process, the kind of newsletter rejiggering. Um, she has this really interesting method of like, you know, if you get them on the Shopify, then have them on a new newsletter, move them off your old one and mark them as customers. And which just confuses me to even think about, but would be kind of fun to play with. Yeah, there was a lot of that in there that I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. I can't think about this. Oh my God, that is brilliant. I literally can't think about that right now. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm, I can't think about this right now. I, Every have, page. I have had um, invite people to this, this brunch when I'm in the States on my to-do list for like four weeks. I can't even send that email. Like <laughs> it's what? one email but it has it requires me to go look up a lot of people's addresses so I don't yeah yeah so yeah, yeah yeah but I am glad that we read it I'm really yes, glad that I we read it too. and I'm very glad that it exists and I hope that she keeps updating it too um 
Cause that, that's, that stuff, you know, there's stuff in there, like as of July, 2022, I'm like, Oh yeah. no, what's going to happen yeah. as of November? 2022? <laughs> Do you, are you still on your nonfiction kit? Because I know you said you yes. wanted to read more nonfiction. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do, yes. You, do you have another nonfiction for the next month that we need to um, read? Or? I, so Denise Duffield Thomas, have you read her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've, she, read, ev- I think I've read everything. She her. redid Chillpreneur and called it Chill and Prosper with new like case studies and stuff. And I have been rereading her and her mindset I've re- been really liking. Um, but I don't have, but you've already read them. So we don't need to do something we both already read in our rereading. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Cause I, I am. Um... There's, have you read Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis? No, but I think I own it. Okay, here's something oh, yeah, to do. Yes, I have read it. Oh, you have yes. read it. Okay. Did yeah, you like it? Pretty sure. Yes. I I went through at the beginning of this year. I'm going to my Goodreads. I went through the beginning of this year a massive uh money mindset kick. Mm-hmm. Is it a pink cover? Yeah, she's in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. She's okay. A blonde, yeah, a blonde in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. What she does is she makes well, she does is she makes a lot of money. So what I did last night was I just went to her website and got on her newsletter list and I want to see what she does and how she sells. Um, yes. and kind of follow what she does with that. The other one I read alongside that was We Should All Be Millionaires. Oh. Yeah. Is that, is that the one? And and those two books and Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, I all read in a very short space of time. And they're all much of a muchness, but I liked that they're we all... Should- I'll be, wasn't that Rachel somebody we should all be um... yeah Rachel Rogers and she talks about Clifton Strikes so that was it I was like, oh money at her. I know. Wow. <laughs> you know what I own that book I haven't read it yet and I'm just look I just brought it up on Amazon really quick she has 2004 ratings at a 4.8 who has wow 4.8 with two th- it looks like five stars when you when you look at it um yeah. so we can talk about that one because I haven't read it yet okay. or um there's also the millionaire next door has been really recommended to me and I haven't read that one that's I it I think that's it I've read that a millionaire next door. Hmm. Okay. Well, or we could. So when we um no, I haven't read that. When we um put the episode live, we could say we could Marco Polo over the over the book and then okay and then put it live. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, we'll yeah. we'll uh we will add. So in the in the text of this in the in the show notes or yeah. Patreon notes for this, we will show we will say what book we are doing next. Yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. be money mindset, but that's where my brain is at right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cause, uh, yeah, we all want to earn more money and money is on my mind. <laughs> Money's on my mind. Whatever that song <laughs> is, I don't know. <laughs> all right. So what are you up to for the rest of the night? Oh no, it's already like nearly half past 10. So I will be going upstairs to bed. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. What about you for the rest of today? I have a ton of stuff to do. I just have, oh. I have like meeting after meeting after meeting and a couple of podcasts and, and stuff like that. But then I'm just going to, I, I'm really trying not to overdo it. I really don't want to get sick again right before we leave. Like I just, no. I need to remember to rest. So that is, but that is like, have uh, just remembering to rest is a full-time job for me. Cause I don't look it. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. So I, the next time I see you, you'll be back. You'll have done the mega trip already. I was like trying to process the, the math, trip. but yeah, no, you'll be back. I will have oh done the mega trip. And also I will say that I'm, I am planning on cheating on vacation a little bit. And maybe working on 90 days to then a little bit. Oh. I told my wife last night, I'm like, what if I wrote a little bit just because it was fun? She's like, I don't care what you do. But of course I feel like I'm confessing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel <laughs> but like no I'm other work. No, no other work. Okay. Only the fun work. Only the fun work. 
Yeah. Okay. And by the time I talk to you, your book will be done and revised. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) It should be in the hands of a beta reader. (laughs) I hope. Okay. I am looking forward to hearing that. This is super fun, my friend. It was, it was. Oh, I can't believe it's going to be another month before I see your laughing face again. Yes. (laughs) I hope you have a lovely trip. Lovely, lovely trip. You You get all the energy pennies. Thank you and happy writing. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.